DC Boxing Legends Podcast. I'm here with a special guest today. We have one of the greatest fighters to ever come out of Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen. Today we have Winky Wright. <laughs> What's up, my man? How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to elaborate on some things because, uh, you know, when we was fighting back in the amateurs, uh, a lot of... Uh, we used to have to debate with a lot of guys from that came from other areas. It was like, man, Winky Wright's from Washington, D.C., man. It's, that's home. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely is. Man, I grew, you know, I grew up born and raised in D.C., and uh, I moved to Florida when I was 15, going on 16, like two months before I turned 16. Hmm. And then, you know, yeah, yeah, that's when I... I left DC and I came out here, and, and that's when I started boxing. Oh, oh, so you started boxing in uh in in St. Petersburg? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I started boxing. Okay, yeah, yeah. What was that transition like coming from DC moving to Florida? How was that for you? Oh man, that shit was crazy, man. <laughs> uh, you know, going, coming from the city, you know, and like I tell people, you know, when I grew up in Washington D.C., you know, my, my my elementary school was on one corner, my middle school was on the next corner, and my high school was just like four blocks over. So, you know, everything was right there. And then, you know, I went, when I lived in D.C., I never, you know, I never went to school with anything but black. You yeah, know? and my teacher. Um, Teachers are black. Everybody go to the school black from from elementary, middle school, and the high school. You know what I'm saying? So it was just crazy. I ain't really, you know, spending the white people, no Asian people. So me for for me to come down here, it was totally different. You know, when I came down here, I was, you know, I had Asian kids, I had yeah. everything white, everything in there. So it was just different. Then you know, it was it was unique. It was good though. You know, it got, it, it allowed me to to see other cultures and see how people deal with things. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. So, um, you you was what, what year was that when you left here? What year were you think I left, that be? I left here. I left DC. I moved out here in eighty eight. Okay. Uh, uh, June, July. I think it was June or July eighty eight. Okay. So, so you definitely uh was was going to the go goes and or knew about the go goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went to the we went to go goes. I like go go music. I love all that. I like all that. It was just you know. Once I left, it was different. Like I say, you know, all my homeboys, everything at that time was about DC, DC, DC. You know, they don't ever want to go nowhere. I used to tell them, man, y'all got to get out of DC because you got to go see your stuff. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we just so ain't grown on being right there in DC. Everything about DC, you know. So that's real know, talk, man. It's still that way to this day, man. It's still that way to this they, day, they man. Brothers gotta get out there, man. It's a big world out here, man. DC is nice, but you better go out here and see what's up. That's real talk, man. So, um, what made you start boxing? Well, uh, you know, in DC, I always wanted to box, but I played basketball, football, baseball, like coming up every you know every year. You know, you got basketball season, baseball season. And then football season, so we did it like that. But I always wanted to box, and then you know, in my neighborhood, we used to always just box and body punch a lot, do little stuff like that all the time. And then, but I was so small at that time. I was, you know, when I was living in DC, man, I was really short. I was, I ain't. When I left DC, I probably was like five feet tall. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and I, I grew, you know, I grew from from that to like five eleven. Dang. When I moved to Florida. Man, yeah, I wish I got so that gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five four, man. <laughs> that's why 
yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't. That's why they did When I started boxing, they was like, that ain't wink, wink, the small, man. You oh, know, yeah. wink, wink, short. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But then that thing, you know, they see me, they're like, God damn, young as you grew tall as on one. So, yeah. you know, I was, I was happy about that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the idols or fighters that you looked up to in, coming, coming up? up? Yeah. Man, Sugar Ray Leonard definitely. Marvin Hacker for his toughness. Yeah. You know, I love, I love Whitaker. Whitaker was so smooth with it. You know what I mean? Just make you miss and it was just slick and smooth with it. And then, of course, Marvin Hacker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I definitely like them, them with my friends. I really like growing up. Yeah, man, you was considered, man. I, I remember watching you, man. It was like you had some of the greatest defense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, man. and, and, and <laughs> And and to watch you fight, man, it was like having. How could you get through that brick layer? Like, cause you was like a. To me, you yeah. remind me of the Great Wall of China. How could you get through his arms, <laughs> man? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, at that time when you know before before you know, I would tell a lot of people that that style I came the fight came on later for me because before I was a slick boxer, I stuck and moved. Jab, move around was too quick. Nobody really could hit me, so the fights wasn't exciting. So me trying to get on. HBO and all these other channels, they were like, man, the fight, it ain't exciting. You just one-sided, and, you know, it just it just ain't exciting. I'm like, well, it's supposed to be one-sided. If I'm beaten, you know, why why should I have to be, go out here and make it dangerous? You exactly. know what I'm saying? But, but that's what they wanted. That's what they, that's what they wanted from me. So, right. you know what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, only way I'm going to really get them to show me is to show them that I can, I can stand here and fight, which I could, but they didn't know. They thought they would just, you know, I was just a stick and mover, so that's when they put me in with Vargas. Okay. And, you know, Vargas was at that time 17 and 017 knockouts. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid coming to DC, so, uh, you know, I had fought for the uh, world title, world championship in, in, in Europe, and I lost to the dude, but I was clearly outboxing the dude, just I couldn't keep up my feet, my footing. So, you know, he, he got a few knockdowns. A lot of them were slips, but he's not be down to like last round probably twice but I was just it wasn't hurt but I was just tired that was right. the first time I went 12 rounds but it was cool it was a learning experience but it showed me right then that you know I can be, I can fight the best if this dude was the champion and I fought him on my worst day far as I couldn't even stand up because my feet were sliding I said man I'm going to destroy him next time I'm going to fight him but they, want, they wouldn't fight me again so you know I had, I had to come back I had to keep beating all the, you know, all of them one contenders. If you really look at my record coming up, man, I beat so many of them one contenders and 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 and, and uh, ranked fights because I could never get the big fighters to fight. You I know just, what I'm saying? I was number, I was number one across the board when I when I did go for my title. I was number one across the board. WBC, WBA, IBF. You know what I'm saying? I was just looking at your uh, box rep. I was like, wow, he beat everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I beat everybody at that time. That was somebody who, if they didn't get to be a big name because I beat them. Once yeah. I beat them, then they, they kind of knocked them off. But at that time, but if you look at their record, when I beat them, you know, I beat a lot of fighters that had good records. I ain't had no lot of duck. They wouldn't give me fighters who would lose records and stuff like that. They would give me fighters that they thought could beat me. And I ain't care. I, I, I felt if I, when you feel you the best, I, you want to fight the best. And that's what I want. I want to get to whoever y'all want to hit with. Just pay me. And and, that, and 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 when I looked at your record, I said because we were just talking about that on one of the prior podcasts about uh, boxer resumes, and, and uh-huh. from the look of your resume, you definitely had one of the top ones. You beat everybody. I was just looking at the list from Fernando Vargas to Bernard Hopkins to Felix Trinidad, Ike Cortez, Jermaine Teller, Paul uh-huh. Williams, 
uh, 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 mm-hmm. Peter Quillen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. I say uh, this brother beat everybody. And I fight everybody. everybody, man. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you say you the best, you won't fight the best. So that's how I feel. So, so uh, what was like for you preparing for some of these fights? What was your your resume? Well, well you know when I, when I when I'm preparing for the big fights, then then was the, once I beat Shane Mosley the first time. And it was a whole different, everything changed. You know, it was more, now everybody know Winky, right? People in boxing knew my name because they knew, you know, they back then you had to look in a ring magazine because there wasn't no social media and all that. So mm-hmm. people looked at ring magazine and, you know, all the boxing world knew who my name was. But a lot of them didn't know my face because they wouldn't show me on TV like they were showing everybody else. So when I beat Shane, then I became a household name. So then I had to do it again. Then they really knew me. So now it was just that you know I had to just keep beating everybody. And once again, I had to beat Shane and beat a few more fighters. It was it, it wasn't nobody else really to fight. You know what I'm saying? I was undisputed junior middleweight champion, and I ain't had nobody to fight. You know what I'm saying? So I moved up to middleweight. I ain't never lose the junior middleweight title. I gave him up because I moved up to middleweight to fight Jermaine Telephone undisputed uh, middleweight title, which I beat that nigga and they, they gave it a draw. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, yeah, I never lost my titles. And then once they did that, it really, that really started giving me the, I really, boxing wasn't, wasn't that important anymore. Right. It, it became like, it was like, People just was using it, you know, for uh, favoritism and this and that, you know. What I mean? So I was, it, it kind of lost. I kind of lost the love for the game because it's a great sport, but it's just too much, uh, too much bad decisions going yeah. on. You just, see, I don't know if you just saw a fight this weekend. The little cat on Showtime. Of uh, they had a little cat fighting on Showtime. He, he was, he was. Both of fighters was good, but the one little cat, I guess they were trying to build him up. He a power puncher and this and that. But the little, he fought a little Dominican dude or whatever. Man, Dominican dude boxed the lights out of him, man. Wow. They gave the, they gave the fight to the other kid, a unanimous decision, and by like one twelve to one seventeen. I'm like, really? What are they watching? It's yeah. ridiculous, man. We gotta, we gotta change this. Yeah, you know what, uh, 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 Jeter, one of the guys from here, Tony Jeter from here in this area, uh, he was a, he was a middle, light middleweight prospect also, middleweight prospect. And he was saying they, he think they need to bring, uh, replay into boxing like they do into football in terms of like decisions. How you feel about um, that? Might, yeah, yeah, I feel that might, that might be something they consider because right now if boxing is crazy. These judges don't realize that even if even if the promoters paying them more to dissuade their vote or whatever, you know they destroying fighters' lives because you, now you got a fighter that, that 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 Dominican kid who was a sharp kid who was on his way up to the top beat this kid easily who deserved the victory. You give him a loss now he now he feeling some kind of way. Yeah. Now you you take the other kid who didn't win and you you boosting him up like he a great fighter, but now he gonna go right out and somebody gonna knock his block off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they need to they trying to hold on to is this. The people got in, in their mind so much about being undefeated instead of being a great fighter. So if you lose, you lose the greatest loss, man. Muhammad Ali lost the greatest will lose. You and then all they will lose. That's you right. will have some fighters. You will have a few fighters in history that won't lose, and, and that is and it's good. It's, and there's only a few of that for everybody that that haven't lost. But you know, Floyd did his thing. I, I give him that. Yeah. Uh, but but 
if you look at um, Andre Ward is one who, who, who was really un- who was a bad man, yep. and you know, uh, uh, Zaki undefeated. So you know, these these cats did what they had to do. They won, and, and that's great. It ain't gonna everybody ain't gonna be like that. But don't don't try to mess up somebody else's career to try to keep another kid with a zero on his record when he don't deserve it. If you lose, you lose. Yep. The best lose that that determines if you're gonna be a champion. You come back from a loss and win. Exactly. And then that was that was the, as amateurs we had to go through. That's how we learned too. That's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why. That's why you see great amateurs come out to be very good professionals because they they know how to adjust. They know how to you know to change their game or they know how to take take a loss and, and turn it into a win. But nowadays everybody got so much so much things on his undefeated record that you yeah. know in boxing is falling to the wayside. It is because I mean you know it's it's only a few going to. Going to scave the, the, the that that same thing that happened with Floyd and and, and like you said those right. names you named, but you know yeah. you, you take a loss and still learn from it because it's and still and still be a great fighter. You exactly. can take a loss, come back, and sometimes a loss make you better. It does. It, it take away that it take away that uh that 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 invincibleness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think you are. Yeah. So and and that's what I and I, I feel as though when for me as a as an amateur fighter uh. uh I, I use that in everyday life today. I mean, them losses that I took in the, in the amateurs, how I became great as a person and, 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 and built from the fight. So in, so in life itself, we can do the same thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, who was your rival, your greatest rivalry in terms of the fight game out of all those names I named? I guess it would have to be Shane because he the only one fought twice. Well, no, I fought a Bronco McCart uh, back in the days. And Bronco was at that time he was undefeated too, and he was a, he was a champion, USBA champion, and they was all high on him. And I had to beat him three times. The first time I beat him, they came back and beat him again. And then I guess they still thought, well, you know, maybe one more time. Then I, I beat him a third time, so they realized, okay. This ain't gonna work, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh I think same old, I guess. Okay. So um you was the last undisputed light middleweight champion of the world and still to this uh-huh. day no one else has yet uh-huh. done that. How does uh-huh. that feel to you and what does that explain about yourself to how you feel about being the last undisputed light middleweight champion of the world? Man, I feel I feel great about it because you know you gotta look at it. I was I was a fighter who, you know, they 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 didn't want to be that undisputed champion. I'm that fighter that they didn't expect to be that middle undisputed junior middleweight champion. So it's a great accomplishment for me. But the great accomplishment was to continue with it. I won it and I continue being undisputed. I didn't lose it. Like I said, right. I continued to be a uh, junior middleweight champion. And at, at the end of the day, I gave it up to become an undisputed middleweight champion. Right. So, you know, it, it's a lot in that. Not just you can show what you win a title. You got to keep the title. That's you right. know what I'm saying? I never lost the title. I kept the title. You gave it away. You gave it away to move up. Yeah, I gave, I gave it away to move up. Yeah. Yep. So, um, what advice would you give the future boxing? Man, uh, first of all, I think, like I said, we got to figure out some way to come up with a governing body of a boxing where fighters and, and can be judged fairly. Uh, 
fighters can be paid fairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of fighters out there that that's great fighters, very good fighters that you would never see, but because they can't get the opportunity, they won't get the payday, they won't get you know certain things that to allow the people, the fans to see them. So you know, we gotta figure out a way where it could be like like football, basketball. You know, if you're a good player, you're gonna come up, you're gonna get your chance. You know, so you deserve your chance. You should get your chance. Right. And everybody stop. You know, there's so many different promoters here, so many people in in, the, in your pocket that you know they they won't allow certain fighters to take chances and take risks to to become great. And you know, there's a lot of fighters out here right now that they they want to label great. But they haven't fought anyone to say they're great. Yeah, they fought. They're beating people because they're beating the people that they should be. Exactly. I want you to see. I want to see you beat the people who they don't. We don't know if you can be. If it's a fifty-fifty, then that's what make you great. You know what I'm saying? Right. You ain't great just because you knock out a few people that you should be knocking out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. A lot of, a lot of them fighting a lot of tomato cans and. And, and and having seen reality for real, yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. But I ain't gonna say tomato can because any fighter that that they gets up in, in that ring, they, yeah, that's right, can fight, true. and they get to that level, you can fight. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, what fighters that you seen fighting people that they shouldn't even be in the ring with, and yeah. and they get beat, and, and they should get beat, man. He shouldn't have been in the ring with that man. That fighter, they call that fighter great. I want to see that fighter fight somebody of the same caliber. I want right. to see him fight. He fight a fight that same age. You know what I'm saying? You can get fighters a lot of times now where they try to choose an older fighter, get him to fight a younger fighter, and get his name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, put these two young dogs in here and let's fight. And that's what's going to make them great. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. Um. It's only a few people that I can say ask this question to that's from D.C. Uh-huh. How does uh-huh. it feel when you became inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame? Oh, man, that was, was another that was another surprise because what I was I think I was in Vegas hanging out, whatever. Then I had uh, the, uh, the International Boxing Hall of Fame president call me and let me know that, you know, I've been uh they would, my name is in the running to be inducted first. That's how they do it. They call you and tell you, okay, you and some other people, your name is in the running to be inducted. And I was like, oh, wow. I said, okay, cool, cool. And then, you know, I, cause I never really paid attention to it, you know, really, honestly. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so I looked into it and was like, okay, oh, they only, they only put in a certain amount of fighters every year. Yeah. And then if you ain't going that year, you still going the next year and then the next year. So it's a lot of people that ain't been in it that, that still can bring their name up later. So I'm like, oh, wow. So uh, my name came up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, shoot. Like, if, they, if, they, if they judge on my accomplishments, then I think I should get in it. You know, if they judge on favoritism, then, you know, I don't know about it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they, they judge on accomplishment and what I, what I did and what I... You know what I accomplished, and they put me in. I was, I was greatly appreciated. Yeah, man, because when we, you earn everything you you got, brother. You know, we no. when, when we used to watch, we used to be so proud of you, man. Watching you, knowing this I was hometown, it. man, and uh, That's right. to to see you, and and, and, and we knew, and, and it kind of like struck a, a light bulb to me, like. You know, sometimes you got to go away to get focused, you know? Yeah, you do, man. You do, man. You do. Sometimes you got to. And that's, that's even from, from from here, too. Even, okay, I box the same people. But, you know, when I got to the to the bigger stages, I realized that, you know, I had to go away to, to, to continue to be successful because you got people that's, 
around you that that don't want to see you succeed. You know, even though they like you, but they just don't want to see you succeed because then they they shine a different light on them. But then you got people who want to see you succeed. So, you know, what what you got to do, you just got to take yourself out of that element and then go do your handle your business and then you come back home and then you can have fun. So that's what I did. Once I, you know, once I established myself, I go go back to DC, I have fun. I got some homeboys up there. You know, I still mess with and we we, we kick it. We have a good time. I'm sure they was probably very proud of you to see you reach that level, you know. Oh, word, word, word. They definitely, definitely, definitely. Like I say, you know, they always was happy for me to to do it. And like I said, you're going to have a few haters, but it it is what it is. But, you know, majority, I can't take my life worried about haters. I got to live my life for me, you know what I'm saying? So it was great that I had a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, support me, and I always appreciate that. Because I saw a video on uh, YouTube. Are you going to your old house, man? That was wonderful. Yeah, man. yeah, man. I was just—I had went up there and hollered at my home because my home was still, where his parents still stay two houses down. So okay. that's my little neighborhood I grew up. So I went there, so his parents, and then he came over there, and then. Then I, he was telling me that the people who bought my house, they friends with me. I was like, yeah, I want to see what it is. So then she let me, I came, she's like, yeah, I heard this is your house. And, da, da, da. and I was like, yeah, you let me come. She's like, yeah, sure, come on. So then that's when I did that. That's what's that up, was nice, man. man. I really appreciate it. So you from Northeast D.C., man. Yeah, I'm from Northeast. I'm from North, Northeast. I went there, you know, like the house right there. I'm right hey. down the street. I went to Smothers. I went to Smothers, man. I went to Smothers. <laughs> You bullshit. I went to Smothers, man. Yeah, <laughs> I live on Forty Seven Street, man. Are you living on Forty Seven what? For, oh, for four was that Forty Seven? Uh, what's that? Uh, what, what is I that? I live on Forty Six. I, I live on Forty Seven at the top. I forgot. I live on there in ninety one though. This was in ninety one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, was gone. I, was I say, I say, he for no reason he lived. I say he probably went to Smothers. I ain't even researched yeah, I went that. To small, I went to Smothers. I went to Miller. I went to Miller. Went to Kelly Miller too. <laughs> yeah, I went to Kelly Miller, and then I went to HD one year. My oh, man, one you, year I went to HD. Hey man, you all the way live, DC man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come there. They be like, man, you I said, man, I'm from DC, but I live in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, in the yeah. Nationals, we had to debate with these jokers all the time, man. I said, man, from yeah, DC, yeah. man. Yeah, then what it was, see, when I when I moved out here, wasn't no like, this boxing wasn't no boxing. There wasn't nobody doing nothing out here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I had to I, I was the first. So, you know what I'm saying? When you say St. Pete St. Peter Florida back in the day, people like, What? St. Peter right, right. that you know what I'm saying? But once they once I started fighting it, they started doing, you know, the winky right, oh yeah, St. Peter Florida. So I kinda like put it on the map. That's and right. then I put it on mine for boxing, and then, you know, I have my man talk. Jeff Lacey come behind me, and then I have my man Keith Thurman come behind me. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, my dude Antonio Tarver. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know, we had a lot of good fighters over there. Now. I remember Tarver when I was fighting, man. Yeah. He's like a yeah. representative for all the USA boxers at the time, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, so, so, business-wise, uh-huh. What advice do you have for the young as far as business about their finances and, and, and Yeah, man. That's what you know, get listen, man, I'm gonna tell these kids, you know, when you fight, man, that money gonna come quick and it's gonna go quick. So you gotta make sure you get with somebody who's doing something outside of boxing. Don't make boxing your only way of getting money. Once you get your money, 
find a way where you can keep your money coming for a long time because boxing is a short career. You know, I was lucky. I I, I was fighting for like 21 years as a pro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't a lot of fighters going to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had a long career, but that month, that month, that, that, that time, that 10 years you fighting, it seemed like a long time, but that shit going to go by so fast. Yeah. Then you got, you got, 30, 40 years after that. So you got to try to save up and get ready for them years and still be able to do the things that you want to do like you're doing now. You know, we all going to make mistakes and we can't, some things we can't stop, you know, like me. Like, because when, when the stock market crashed, you know, that was when I was at the height of my career. So, I, you know, a lot of the money I made, I, you know, I made around that time, 2008, 2009. Right. So, you know, when that market crashed, it, it hit me too. But, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had good people around me. And I, I did some good things, and you know I'm okay. But it could have been a lot better if the damn old market went to crash. Yeah. You know, I've been doing a lot better thing, but it is what it is. Life, you know, shit happens for a reason. Yeah. So, so, so. It, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was done. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, um, you listening to you? You had almost sixty professional fights, uh-huh. and to hear you talk, you know. This is what I try to tell young fighters. Defense is very important in boxing. Yeah. It's just the conversation. Yeah. You know, most people with 60 fights, we can barely get a complete conversation out of it. Yeah, that's Which, crazy, man. I, I never wanted to be like that. I, I saw a lot of the fighters when I was fighting coming up, the slurred speech. Yeah. And, you know, they, they can't they can't talk too fast. Their motions is slower. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be like that, man. I'm going to go ahead and block the more, more, the more shots I can block, the longer my career can be. And then, you know, you got to know when it's time, when when it's time to quit, you got to quit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, with, with me, I, I, I really would have quit boxing uh, maybe after, after Hopkins because I was mad that they robbed me with Hopkins. Yeah, then I was definitely mad that I, but I, listen, before Hopkins, I ain't fought in a year and a half and then, cause nobody wanted to fight. Right. It was like, I couldn't, get, I couldn't get no, I couldn't get no fight. So I got to go up two weight classes to fight this man who just beat my homeboy Tarver. Yep. So I was mainly, I wanted to kick his ass for Tarver. Right. I was like, I'm sure that he, he, he ain't all that. Right, I, right. You know, I ain't scared of me. Right. Tarver, man, I ain't, I ain't scared of young boy. Right. You got the wrong, don't get it cause I'm light skinned that I'm, I'm scared of you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. so that's what that was. So, but you know, after that, I've been like I said, I had been lost the love for boxing. So it was just mainly just go ahead, get a check, and then keep moving. But then I realized, that, man, I'm not gonna be here get hurt right. behind this dumb time. I'm gonna go ahead and keep it moving, man. So that's when I told him, I'm, I'm done. I'm done to the quilling fight because the quilling fight, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I can hit this kid with everything, but my hands won't go. I can't right. let it go. Right. Uh, I see it, but you know, I can't let it go. I'm like, what is wrong? And then I see his punches. I'm picking them up, picking them up. Yeah. He ain't hurt me. It's just like, man, what the hell going on? So I, I, in that fight, like probably about six times, I told my, my cup man, is over. I'm done. I did it. I said, I can't, I can't let go. I said, I see the punches where I want to do it. He's right there. Right. Uh, but that, when I, when I get the thought, my, my hands won't let go. Yeah, that's 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 when you know you reach that point when that happens yeah, a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yes, and I knew I was like, oh, it's over. And I'm not gonna be getting beat up, mm-hmm, no sir. At least you wanted the smart ones, because a lot of us, a lot of fighters, man, it's so addictive to, to be. You know how the sport is; kind of gets addictive yeah. sometimes. Yeah, the limelight, yeah, yeah. the training, you know, just yeah. feeling like Superman, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people, you know, get a lot of them get to, uh, you know, everybody know you from boxing. Everybody, you know, uh, 
uh, give you your props on boxing, and that's what it is with, 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 with a lot of fighters. And with me, I love boxing, but boxing wasn't all my life. You know, I did other things. I, you know, I love golf, and I, I do a lot of different things. So, okay. you know, for me, when I stopped boxing, it was like, okay, cool, I'm done. I, I, I'm out golfing with everybody. You know, I go play golf tournaments, different people, and yeah. do different things, you know, so I was straight, so I, I didn't miss the game like that, you know, right, I, when right. I walked away, I knew I wasn't coming back. And they had, now they, now they made me a, a home back <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> but I knew I wasn't coming back. Right, right. And, and I remember those days when everybody was scared to fight you, though, man. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it was and, crazy, we be, man. We used to be pissed because we like, come on, man. So for me as a fighter, I, I you know, we they always had, they always had that saying, uh, uh, go swimming and not get wet. You definitely didn't get wet in that pool, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, so, yeah. you know, and, and you was definitely, it, it can be still this day and time if someone want to learn how to teach their child defense or teach their fighter defense, you would be the go to take the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely, you know, they ask me a lot, you know, do I want to train fighters? Really, for me, you know, like I say, I, you know, I turned pro. I started boxing when I was sixteen. I started boxing when I was sixteen, amateur. Right. I turned pro. I turned pro when I was eighteen. Wow. So you know, in that in them two years, I fought sixty fights as an amateur. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I won. I won. The, I won the 1990 uh, Olympic Test, Olympic Festival. Okay. And once I won it, when I got the gold medal from the Olympic Festival, when they told me they weren't going to let me go to the Goodwill Games, I'm like, I just beat the number one and number three contender. I probably right. beat, yeah, y'all probably at least let me go to the box off. Exactly. Uh, they, 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 yeah, they, nah, they was like, no. Nah. So I say, man, I ain't, I'm done. I ain't going like, yeah, yeah, to wait around here, and they not going to let me. So mm-hmm. I was just like, forget boxing. But then, like I said, somebody asked me to turn pro. I was like, I do it. Gonna give me you gonna pay me just to box, and I want I like boxing. Love to okay. do it. Yes, I ain't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, was, it was just, it was just like I said, God was on my side, and everything just worked out for me, man. Man, we definitely appreciate you for coming on here, brother. Uh, that's no all problem. our time, man. If anything you want to shout out or have to give love to anybody back home, oh, because- definitely. Man. I just want to say what's up, man. Thank you, my folks, man. On forty six over there, Northeast, you know, all my cousins and stuff still out there. And love to all everybody, these man. Everybody show love. You know, when I was fighting, they would come out to Vegas and watch me, man. I really appreciate that. So, you know, I thank everybody. And like I said, I love DC fighters, man. My dude, Mark Johnson, and the rest of the crew, job, all of them, man. Home, keep home, all of them, man. Them some tough fighters, man. They just, you know, some of them got in some d- different circumstances. With people, but you know, like I said, they all good fighters, man. Yes, indeed, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, international hall of famer, the last undisputed light middleweight champion of the world, Winky Wright, DC Boxing <laughs> Legends Podcast. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>